podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. Today is Monday. It is the Monday after Liverpool won, Aston Villa won in the Premier League, a game that all but ended our hopes of a top-four finish. Now, look, there is still a world in which Manchester United lose their last two. We beat Southampton and we get top-four, but it's very, very unlikely. Uh, one point from either game is enough for United to secure top four uh, because that's just how it works out. We don't really deserve top four on the balance of the season. We were very, very poor far too often. We were poor again on Saturday. Some of the flaws in this system were exposed when Trent is not absolutely on his game. The season system doesn't really work. And, like, there's the referee factor as well, and he was awful, but he was awful for both teams. So I'm not taking that as an excuse. He was just, he's just a shit referee. He's just a really bad referee. It's as simple as that. I don't fully understand why the Virgil goal or the, the Gakbo goal was disallowed. I don't really grasp the idea that Konza sticking his leg out to the ball isn't a deliberate act. Is the claim that it wasn't a deliberate act to deflect it towards Virgil? I would say, well, no shit. That's not a deliberate thing that anyone would want to do. But still, I just don't get it. I'm against the grain on the the Mings Gakpo incident. I I don't think it was a red card. Just like I didn't think Jota on Ollie Skip was a red card. I think the game is too soft, and I think players have to be enabled to play the ball. And Gakpo play or Mings played the ball. Gakbo ran into him. It's unfortunate. It left Cody with a with a nasty mark. I would be furious if one of our players were sent off in that situation. As I would have been if Jota had been sent off against Spurs. The Henderson one isn't a penalty. People have tried to bring that up. It's not a penalty. I just don't think we deserved anything more, anything more from the game. Like, they could easily have been 2-0 up because, remember, they did miss a penalty, which was a penalty. And a draw was probably a fair result across the game, but we were very, very poor. And it it's fitting that that's the game that puts an end to our, our run. First time we've played a team that has something to play for and is good and well-managed, as opposed to, you know, some of the teams that were on the beach are just flat-out bad. We came unstuck a little bit. Now we have to address that, learn from it, and go again next weekend at Southampton. 
who are already relegated and at this point are playing for nothing more than pride and potentially moves away. But we have to go there next weekend and, and put on a performance and make a statement and end the season on a bit of a high. Bobby gets his final goal at Anfield. Fitting that Bobby gets his goal. Uh, Carol Matchett pointed out to me earlier that Bobby has a goal every 138 minutes in the league this season, um, which is better than Marcus Rashford at 140 minutes. Marcus Rashford apparently is a Ballon d'Or candidate, but, <clears throat> you know, Bobby's on his way out the door. Um, it's the right time for Bobby to move on. It's the right time for the club. It's good for everybody. I hope he goes and finds the right club and, and does really well. It's also the right time for Naby Keita and Ox to move on. And Well, it's not really. It, it, they should have left a year or two ago. Milner should have left a couple of years ago. But they leave as well. And uh, there was a nice post-match little presentation to the four lads. Um, it, there was also probably a couple of other players there who will leave. Cuevin Kelleher probably goes... I think Costa Simicus probably goes. It wouldn't be at all surprising if Matip or Gomez left. There might even be a surprise departure. Who knows? We, you know, we don't really know what's going on because none of the journalists know what's going on. None of them have any idea what the club are doing behind the scenes, who they're really looking at. There's a reason the same three names keep getting regurgitated. It's because they're the names the club want out there now. It does look like Alexis is one that will get done. But that was way along before it became known to the journalists. We have seemingly been working on this since the World Cup. Um, Gaston Idul, is that his name? The Argentine journalist who's rated as sort of the most reliable on Argentine players. <clears throat> the David Ornstein of, of Argentina uh, it's what somebody described him to me as. He says that this deal is is done, that fees agreed, the contract is agreed, it's just a bit of medical now and, and he'll become a Liverpool player. We'll wait and see what the fee is. I have a feeling it might be a little bit lower than people expect with hefty add-ons, but I'm excited for, for Alexis. I, I think he's a really good player. And he fits this new shape. He also fits the old shape. He can play a multitude of roles. He can play as an eight. He can play as a 10. You can use him wide in a box midfield, in a, in a four-man box with a back four, like Argentina did at the World Cup. Just a very malleable player who will fit in and makes players around him better. And that's sort of the most important thing about Alexis is he makes players around him better. And he's a super smart player who makes the right decision on the ball pretty much each and every time. And I think he's got a lot of Ilke Gundogan in his game. I think he's got a little bit of Phil Coutinho in his game. His performance against Southampton at the weekend was was excellent. Um, on and off the ball, he just contributes a lot to his team and to winning. And after, I would say, Messi and Enzo, he was probably the third best player in the Argentine side that won the World Cup. 
He's a creative passer, but he's a clever passer as well. At the weekend, he completed four or five attempted dribbles, won seven of eight ground duels, won his only aerial duel, and, and just gets himself involved. Wins the ball back, doesn't make doesn't make big errors, doesn't make big errors in possession, and he's comfortable taking the ball in any situation. Alexis will take the ball with two men on him and hold it, knowing that if he holds people off, there will be a teammate free somewhere else. And look, we've seen this Brighton team this season. They're they're tremendous. And he is one of the two best players in that. Him and Caicedo are the two best players in that Brighton team that's going to be in Europe next year, which is a huge achievement for Brighton. And there's... Part of me that would love to see that Brighton team stay together and see what it is that they could could put together, you know, if they could add further bits to this team. They've got the basis of something really good with Ferguson, Matoma, Enciso, Alexis, Pascal Gross, Caicedo, Dunk, if they could keep Caldwell, they've got a stooping. And you're probably looking goalkeeper and right back as the only positions that need to be upgraded this summer. And I'd love to see what they could do if they could do those things. Then they've got some really good squad players like Solly March and, and so on and so forth. But uh, Alexis has has given them good service. He's had two great seasons there now after a bit of a slow start where he was sort of loaned back to his original club, Argentinos Juniors, and then loaned out to Boca Juniors. The thing that he that is most important about him, well, there's two things that are really important. Two things that are really, really important. The first one is that he's a winner. He knows how to win. When he came through with Argentinos Juniors, they were toiling in the second division in Argentina, and he played a vital role in getting them promoted. When he went on loan to Boca Juniors, he played a a big role in helping them win the title. And then he played a big role at the World Cup. He's a winning player. On the big occasions, in the big games, he's the type of guy you can rely on. He won't shirk responsibility. He won't be overawed by the moment. He's a magnificently well-balanced player in terms of the talent and the mindset. They're both really, really strong. Sometimes you get players that have these great mindsets, but they've got minimal ability. Sometimes you get players that have all the ability in the world and horrible mindsets. He's great in both areas, and that's that's really important. Really, really important, and I'm excited to see what happens. If, if that deal goes through, I think he's going to be vital for the next five, six years. Now, obviously, a lot depends on the other eight role as well, and Mason Mount is a name that's been linked to that role. Now, David Ornstein says today that Arsenal are desperate to get Mason Mount. And given Declan Rice is almost certainly going to Arsenal, 
I wouldn't be at all surprised if Mount leaves Chelsea for Arsenal. He wants to play with Rice. They've they've made that clear. I wouldn't be at all surprised if that's where he picks, if he leaves. Now, there's still a strong chance he stays. But if he does leave, I, I think Arsenal might well be his uh, be his destination. It, it's not something that should knock our plans too much. If we want that attack-minded player in that role, Dominic Zaboslai would be a significantly better addition for not a whole lot more money. Gabri Viega of Celta Vigo would be a good addition in that role. You could look at someone like Mohamed Kudus, Lovre Meyer. There's plenty of options for that role. If you wanted, which I would rather see more balance, so get someone that can be a more box-to-box player, Kefren Turam, Manu Kone, those would fit fit really well. Um, so if Mount does go to, to Arsenal or stay at Chelsea, it shouldn't knock our plans too much. There are other and better options out there. Mount would be a good signing, no doubt, and he's because he's a very good player, but he's not the be-all and end-all. He's not the type of player who raises the ceiling of a team. He's the type of player that gives the team a, a high floor. You won't play worse than this. Now, he's had a really bad season, but Chelsea's been chaotic. But Dominic Zabozlai would be fucking unbelievable in that role. Catherine Turham would be great in it as well. Manu Kone would be great if you wanted that more box-to-box player, which I, I kind of feel like I would, but then Dominic is so special that I'd be willing to to make, you know, alterations to what I want just to get him. He is he is a different class. And him and Alexis would be incredible. Um there's other options there. Ergen Kaku could be one as well. We've we've looked at him. Um Jude, <laughs> you know, it's probably not happening, but Jude would fit perfectly in that role. Uh, and then we need to address the six, obviously. That's the that's the thing. But of the four positions that need to be changed in the first team, Alexis is the first, but he's also the least important because of Henderson, Fabinho, Robertson and Curtis, who'd be the four to drop out. Curtis is the least in need of replacing. Now, I do think he, we need an upgrade there, but I think Curtis can be a valuable squad player. But like Henderson is clearly the one that needs to go the most. Then it's Fabinho or Robbo, and then it's Robbo or Fabinho, whichever order you want to put them in. And then it's Curtis. Now the the Robbo thing is part his form, but also the shape just doesn't work for him. He he just he's not good enough as a centre back to play this role. And Fab is just he's too slow. He's far too slow. The teams just run by him as if he's not there. He's been better, obviously, of late, but he just he's too slow. Um, so fingers crossed we get all of those boxes ticked this summer. Even if it's a thing that, you know, the left side centre back that comes in just rotates with Robbo and maybe there's games where we play a flat back four and Robbo plays and there's games we play the the kind of the three two and it's it's Inashio or Hincapier or whoever. 
Uh, maybe the holding midfielder is a, is a young player like Romeo Lavia and they rotate with Fab rather than outright replacing them, outright replacing him, but it needs to be addressed either way. Uh, on This Is Anfield, there is a bit about Alexis, there's quite a bit about the the Villa game, and Jürgen has spoken out on Vinicius Jr. and the horrible, horrible racism he has been subjected to. Uh, this obviously flared up again over the weekend, and the president of La Liga has come out with a really stupid statement and some really interesting things about what else he does has come out as well. And his connections to the far right have been have been exposed. Now, people in Spain probably knew about them already. Those of us outside, less so. But yeah, he, he he's a scumbag. Um... Reds build farewell to Letterbox Anfield Road end as roof removal looms. I believe the roof removal is starting today. I think it starts today. Uh, 245-day absence ends for Liverpool Ford in women's six-goal thriller. Leanne Kiernan is back. Uh, Leanne is from not very far from where I live and is a really, really nice person and a really good player. And it's great to see her back playing and hopefully, hopefully she's going to be all good for the world cup because Ireland will need her. Um, Bobby hosts farewell leaving party at Anfield with squad and family. Uh, yada yada Kyle Walker rewrites history with incorrect claim over Man City's title win let's see what this is oh Walker's talk says only one other team has won three in a row Um, he was Talking about the Premier League, because Kyle Walker is a very, very brainless lad who doesn't know that football existed before the Premier League. Uh, But obviously Liverpool won it before the Premier League era. And United have won it twice in the Premier League era, three in a row. Um, But yeah, I mean, congrats to City. Yeah, your, your cheating really did pay off. Really did, you know, really, really paid off. Um, and obviously, shout out to Huddersfield and Arsenal, who also won it three times in a row in the in the pre Premier League era. Um, Jörg Schmatke will arrive this week initially in a short term deal. That's what had been expected by everybody except Dom King, who who rushed to tell us all it was a three year deal. Uh, Graham Souness is set to take on the mammoth challenge of swimming the English Channel. For a touching cause. After leaving Sky Sports, Sunes has, has more time on his hands and is dedicating it to a charity. The European Cup winning captain is set to take on the challenge of swinging the English swimming the English Channel in aid of Deborah, a, cha- a charity that supports individuals and family affected by 
Epidermolysis bullosa. Is that correct? The correct pronunciation? EB for short. Um, I watched the the clips of him with the the 14-year-old girl, uh, Isla Grist, who suffers from this condition. And um, Sunes is, is in close with the family and he's he's doing this swim with her father and it genuinely is an incredible thing it is a horrible horrible illness and massive credit to Sunes forget everything you think you know about him this guy is is different class um liverpool.com Jose Mourinho lines up Liverpool transfer target as stunning Napoli move decided. Uh, we'll go into that. Brendan Rodgers and Roberto Firmino show Jurgen Klopp may spring midfield surprise. Okay. Uh, Liverpool could sign Alexis McAllister alternative like Pedri as 35 million man meets needs. That is Ergen Kaku. He's nothing like Pedri. Um, he would work well with Alexis, in my view. Jurgen Klopp has already replaced one Liverpool lever as Steven Gerrard plan can finally happen. What is this utter trek? Oh, I have no idea. Nonsense. Let's just put that in the bin and move on. Um, Mourinho wants Liverpool target. Oh, Mourinho wants to sign Yuri Tielemans. Yeah, he's not a Liverpool target. Napoli decision made. It looks like Luciano Spalletti is going to leave Napoli, which is just madness. Absolute madness. I'm stunned. But maybe he thinks this is his opportunity to cash in and and get a big deal somewhere. Liverpool has new reason for Mason Mount transfer as Jordan Henderson sends Jurgen Klopp message. Oh, this will be good. Oh, he had more touches in the final third than Cody Gakbo or Luis Diaz. Right. And what did he do with these touches? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He was utterly hopeless. Him being shit is not another reason that we need Mason Mount. It's just one of the reasons we already needed it or needed a player like him. Uh, Anfieldindex.com. Lots of, of new writing up. Uh, there's a lessons learned from the Villa game. There's a piece about the Europa League, a piece about Ornstein's comments on Schmatka. There is a piece about James Milner. And there is a piece about the Alexis McAllister situation. So do check those out. Podcast-wise, there was a Raw and a Nina Kauser show at the weekend. If you haven't listened to them you should go and listen to them um 
this coming weekend, the Southampton game will be the last ever uh, Nina Kauser show in its current iteration as a post-match show. Uh, Nina's moving to more of a behind-the-scenes role. I, I assume she will still podcast now and then. I, I don't know what the full plan is. That I'll leave to, that to Nina to tell everybody. But uh, Nina has had a hell of a run doing post-match. Um, I'm not fully sure how many years it's been. I want to say it's like seven or eight. But it's been a long time doing post-match shows. And... Nina's real value to Anfield Index can't actually be measured in podcast because what she does behind the scenes along with Guy is basically make everything work. So, you know, Nina's moving into a, a bigger role on that side. Guy's already got a gargantuan role on that side. And the two of the two of them are basically the ones that make everything else work. So um congrats to Nina on the show. Uh, everybody should listen to the next one because it will be the farewell. And um, yeah, best of luck in the new role. I'm sure you'll smash it as you've smashed everything else that you've been asked to do over the years. And hopefully the machine keeps rolling. Other than that, I've got nothing else. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.